Looking back at your past can be very painful, but honestly, sometimes it's necessary. In today's podcast, we're going to talk about when is it okay for you to look back? When is it okay for you to revisit some of the things of your past? Um, And when is it necessary to do that, even though it's painful to do? When I was growing up, we were taught about Lot's wife, about not looking back because she turned into a pillar of salt. And in the context in which it was preached to us, it meant, you know, don't turn back to your own sinful ways, your old sinful habits. But I think we treat uh, we treat our lives the very same way, like it's forbidden. We're not supposed to turn back and that we are supposed to just get over it and keep moving forward and forget about it. Forget about it. Which in Philippians 3.13, if we were to use those scriptures, sometimes people use that scripture to say, oh, I'm going to forget the things that are behind me. And I'm going to press on toward the mark or towards the goal as, as Paul had written it. I do believe that there is a place where you should not dwell on the past. But a lot of us are dwelling on it because maybe there's something there that we have not yet gotten over. So I'm going to give you a couple of clues as to what to look for. When is it when is it necessary for you to go back and examine? Really, this is just self-examination. It's reflection. And we're digging because it's holding you back anyway. You just don't realize it's holding you back because maybe you feel like I just need to keep moving forward, just keep moving forward. And you're trying to ignore it when really that that issue, that thing that's there, um, if you present it to God, it's not going to overtake you. So we don't be afraid to step into the light of that, because if you're stepping into it with the Lord, then it's not going to overwhelm you. It's not going to drag you down, but it's, it is going to hold you back by ignoring the signs. So what are some of the signs of when it's okay for you to look back? Number one, if you find yourself stuck in repeating some unwanted behaviors, we call this a cycle. And a cycle is okay if we're talking about like your washing machine, your dishwasher, you want you want clean clothes, you want clean dishes, right? That's a good cycle. Um, things come in dirty, they come out clean because of that cycle. But it's not a good cycle if there is an undesirable in, uh, outcome at the end of it every single time. So I'm going to give you an example. Um, we went to a field trip a, a while ago, obviously pre-COVID years, <laughs> pre-COVID days. We went to a field trip. It was a, at a recycling facility and the recycle facility, they had a system. And basically that's what a cycle is, right? It's a system and it keeps things going in a specific order every time so that in that cycle, um, every, it, like I said, even your dishwasher, your washer machine, they all have cycles. It's like a, a mechanism. It, 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 it's programmed to do this thing, the same thing each and every time. It is pre-programmed for a specific and a very certain outcome. So we're at the recycling and you know what a recycle is, right? You take a, a, a plastic bag and it gets recycled. The next thing you know, it's a t-shirt. Okay. So even though we're taking old unwanted things we're putting it through a cycle and it's coming out a new thing appearing to be a new thing but made of the same material okay and so that is pretty much what we're doing and sometimes we can't identify that we are in a cycle because 
The outcome may appear to be different, but it's made up of the exact same material as the unwanted thing previously. So that could be um, you're in the same cycle of making poor decisions when it comes to relationships, a cycle of when it comes to your finances, a cycle in your parenting, um, a cycle in your view of yourself, a cycle in your relationship with the Lord, where maybe you keep you keep coming up on these highs and then you drop down, you get low again. Um, so it's a cycle and um, cycles can best be identified by your emotion because your emotion is kind of just the signal to let you know uh, what you're feeling. But it's not telling you that, hey, you're stuck in a cycle. It's going to have to take you paying attention to uh, yourself, to the outcomes, to the frustration, to the discontentment. To be able to identify, am I in a cycle? Does this keep happening over and over and over again? Am I? Have you ever felt this feeling of frustration to this level before? Um, and start thinking of those moments and those points. And then you might be able to start to identify the cycles in your life, even if the um, even if what it with the outcome may appear to be different. If it's still not what you envisioned or what you wanted, then you just made a decision using the exact same cycle. It came out in a different way, but used all the same material, all the same cycle. So that's number one. So if you find yourself stuck in repeating unwanted behaviors, the second identifier of when you should, and it might be necessary for you to look back, is if you struggle to meet goals or move forward. We call this inner obstacles. So if you can't relate to the feeling of, of being stuck in a cycle, but maybe you can relate to having a goal or a vision, but you can't get closer to it. And sometimes it's like the, the harder you try to move forward and run towards it, the further away it feels. So doubt and fear and disappointment could have crept in somewhere. And maybe you were all engines go, all systems were ready, but somewhere the juice faded, somewhere you got off track. And we, we got to find out, okay, well, why do I keep starting projects but not being able to end them? Why do I keep going to a job thinking that this job or this role is going to give me the satisfaction, but it is not? Um, so just constantly feeling like you're in pursuit of something, but getting nowhere with it. Um, that would be a, a good time to stop, sit still for a little bit and evaluate. And not just evaluate your now, evaluate your patterns, evaluate um, and where your patterns came from, that is a good time to look back. So we want to we want to check out what our limiting beliefs are, um, and usually that's what that uh, results in when you when you're struggling to meet a goal is that there's a limiting belief about yourself or about God. But without careful examination, you're going to keep going one project to the next, one job to the next, one career to the next, one. Um, one major in college to the next because you haven't sorted out some things in within yourself. The third thing I would say, and this is obviously not an exhaustive list, but the third thing I would say that is an indicator of when you should look back is if when you think of a certain individual or individuals, you feel anger or let me put it plainly, you feel some type of way. If you feel some type of way when you think about a person or a group of people, an organization, um, that is a sign that you may need to look back. This does not mean that you need to go back, meaning that you don't need to revisit those individuals. It may not mean that, but it, it does mean that you need to revisit 
the emotions that um, arise within you um, from your in interactions with those individuals or with that individual. So, of course, Christians don't like to admit the feelings of hatred, but if you feel hatred, that has to be dealt with. Some of us don't like to admit to anger, but if you're feeling anger, that needs to be dealt with. If you're feeling resentment or jealousy, um, but if you're feeling any of these uh, emotions, those things need to be dealt with. So if it's a stuck place in your heart with that person, we call that unforgiveness. And sometimes the unforgiveness, it doesn't have to be um, based on a an argument. Maybe that person did something they didn't even realize that they did and you don't you can't forgive them for what they don't even know they did. So we're referring to the condition of your heart, not whether you are around this person or not not necessarily to become the best of friends. So I would say those are the top three reasons to to look back. Of course, there might be more. You might have thought of more. And the ones that you thought of, it may not be for you to add to my podcast and say, well, she forgot this. It might be something that the Lord may want you to explore. So maybe consider that, that if, if I miss something and another thought came up for you, like, oh, you know, I think it's necessary to look back when this you know, check that out, investigate that for yourself, take that bunny trail and see if that is an area of your life that might need to be examined and reflect on that. Now, if you are not sure if the three that I've mentioned are valid reasons for you to look back or examine your life experiences, I want you to answer the following questions with just a simple yes or no. Okay. So three questions. Does God want you to break bad habits? That's Probably sounds like a really dumb question, (laughs) but does God want you to break bad habits? The answer that I would provide here is not only does he want us to break it, but he wants us to put it to death. Colossians three and five says put to death. Therefore, the components of your earthly nature. And he goes down a list of things that are our earthly nature. And that's that has to do with even like our cycles that we get in. He he refers to sexual immorality. And these things had to have been done on a repeated pattern. Otherwise, he probably wouldn't have mentioned them. But these things became a lifestyle for these people. So he mentioned sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, idolatry. He said, because of these, the wrath of God is coming on the sons of disobedience. When you lived among them, you also used to walk in these ways, he says. But now you must put aside all such things. As these, and he gives another list, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. And a lot of us want to do this. A lot of us want to break some cycles. We want to break some things, some bad habits in our lives, but we don't know how. And we need outside help with breaking these bad or a slash sinful habits. You might say, Jazz, I really don't see my my habits as being sinful. That's fine. If they're not sinful, um, then maybe they fall into the next category, which is just not being able to attain or achieve certain goals. And it doesn't have to be a, a uh, sinful habit in order for it to be an unhealthy cycle. So let me just put that clarification there as well. You can have an unhealthy cycle of codependence. Right. But it does not necessarily meet the list of Colossians three and five. This is just to simply show you that God wants us to put things to death that um, are not helpful to us in our journey with him. 
but he also says, do not lie to one another since you have taken off the old self with its practices and you've put on a new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. And that's really our goal is to be renewed in the knowledge into the image of our creator. And so if our creator is not going to be codependent, if our creator is not going to do things uh, out of significance or out of holding a grudge or um, out of anger or malice, then then we should be cleansed of that as well. Now, and this is not out of condemnation, but he wants us to be the absolute best that you can be because he created us that way. He created us good. He created us very, very good. But to get to that very, very good, some things have to break, but they won't break if you don't pay attention to them. They won't break if you don't see a need for them to be broken. They won't break if you try to ignore them just to keep pushing past because you want to appear to be strong. They won't break if you think that going back is a weak, uh, a sign of weakness. They won't break and you won't get your breakthrough. So the second question because I just went on a little rant, is does God want you to move forward unencumbered by your past? I'll read that question again. Does God want you to move forward unencumbered by your past? I will say that question again. Does God want you to move forward unencumbered by your past? The answer that I will provide for that question is yes. Hebrews 12 and 1 says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders. And I pause right there intentionally. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with the perseverance, the race marked out for us. And in other versions of the Bible, he says, let us throw off everything that um, encumbers us. So when we're not visiting things from our past, you can still be tripping up today from the things that happened five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. You can still be tripping up over those things. They can still be a weight to you. They can still be entangling your emotions. They can still be taking up real estate in your heart, in your mind, in your soul, in your words, in your attitude. They could still be taking up space. And God is saying, I want you to be free from that. Why? So that you can run this race, so that you can reach that goal unencumbered by your past. The third question, and this is going to sound like the dumbest question ever. I'm just going to admit that straight up. (laughs) Um, Do with it what you will. But the third question is, does God want you to forgive? I heard y'all say, yeah, Jazz, that was a dumb question. Does God want you to forgive? Obviously, obviously. Yes. Matthew 6, 12. Forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. These came out of the Messiah's mouth when he was teaching the disciples about a model for prayer that we ought to be forgiving to others the way that he has forgiven us. I'm not saying that it is easy. I'm, I'm making the statement because it is the truth. So I'm stating a truth. I did not give you a how, and I didn't talk about the difficulty level. And it would be cool if the Bible gave you difficulty levels, almost like a video game um, to let you know, you know, give you a range like this thing is going to be easy. This thing is going to be hard. Um, But unfortunately, there is no rating for this because sometimes forgiving, depending on what it is, is easy. And other times forgiveness is extremely difficult. But does God want you to be stuck with unforgiveness? The answer is no, he does not. God wants you to get unstuck because it's the only way that we can let his glory shine through. 
It can't shine through um, hidden matters of the heart or unresolved issues or limiting beliefs about him or yourself. Now, of course, I'm not going to make that a completely like overarching statement that none of us can let God's light shine because we're all jacked up. We all have things that need to be uh, re redone and renewed and restored because, you know, that's why Christ died. Right. But what I'm saying is that he can get even more glory out of our lives, being able to address some of the things that we keep trying to push to the side. He wants us to address them is my point. So let's continue to examine ourselves. Look at your experiences. How did you respond to those experiences? And how has that response maybe affected you ever since? In ways that you might not even realize. One of the one of the proofs in the pudding for this is PTSD. It started somewhere. It started with a trauma somewhere. So maybe you haven't experienced a trauma, a trauma, but it does go to prove that something from your past can be affecting your present and even affecting your future if left unaddressed, if left without coping, if left without um, resolution. And so if we can, we want to seek God for those things like God can highlight those issues to you. You might not know what instance, what event um, happened and took place. Maybe when you were 14, um, maybe uh, when you were in college, maybe it was a disappointment. And then from that disappointment onward, you stopped believing in yourself or you stopped believing that good things could happen to you. We all have an origin point for when we began to start believing these limiting things. Um, and it seems like when we were little, little, you know, the ages of like zero to five, we, we believed anything could happen imagination through the roof, but it took life. It took experiences one thing after another to teach and train us and to almost uh, quench the fire and even to dim our light. But we want that light back. So it's okay for you to look back when you're taking something back, but we don't want to dwell there. And that's why that we go when we, when we reflect and when we examine ourselves, we're doing it with God. We're not doing it of our own strength, of our own power. And by with God, that does not mean that we're doing it by ourselves. That means that the Lord might lead you to a counselor, a coach, a pastor, a friend, a book, an audio book, um, a YouTube, but he leads you and guides you into beginning the process of undoing the work of the world, the culture, um, and really the enemy himself, because scripture tells us, John 10, 10, that the enemy has come to steal, kill, and to destroy. And he doesn't wait until you're in college. He doesn't wait until you're 40 with kids. He's been after the light that God has created in us since the day that we were born. And so it does take us some time to maybe consider that if the enemy has been here uh, waiting for an opportunity to still kill and destroy what God has placed in us since the time that we were little, that we want that God is redemptive and he wants to go back and redeem some of our dreams and redeem some of our hopes, redeem our faith, redeem, uh, redeem our excitement, redeem our energy. And he wants to take back the territory that the enemy stole that was within us. So I hope that you can find, uh, figure out what it is for you that you might need to go back and revisit, pray about it, seek God about it, um, and reach out to me. If you want to reach out to me and say, Jazz, I want to address these issues. I'm not really sure where to begin. 
I'll, I'll get you started. We'll work together to get you started. See if we can find and pinpoint what it is that, that is holding you back. That's keeping you in that cycle. That's keeping you from pressing for that mark or that goal that you want, or that's even keeping you from forgiveness. So I hope that today has been a blessing to you. And I'm going to pray with you real quick. Um, that these things would just kind of resonate with you. So Father, I just want to say thank you for the listener today. Um, and I pray that you would highlight to them what it is in their past that you want them to take a second glance at. What is it that you want to undo in their lives? What is it that you want to put your finger on and redeem in their life that they might not even have any idea? And as it comes to surface, Lord, I pray that they would just surrender it to you, that they don't try to figure it out all by themselves, but that they would reach out for help if they need to reach out for help, that they would trust and know that even though this is a weakness in their life, that you've come to give them strength strength um, and to give them hope for a good future that you have a good plan for them. So I thank you. I bless you. It's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Find your life's rhythm on the Just Jazz podcast. Heal from the past, balance your present, and get excited about your future. I am your host, Jasmine McGlure, Certified Professional Life Coach, and I'm here to encourage, inspire, and entertain you on this unpredictable journey called life. Join me as my friends and I share life lessons with you that are real, relatable, and practical. Welcome to authenticity, purpose, and fulfillment. Welcome to Just Jazz. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you have a topic you would like to have discussed on the show, message me through my Anchor podcast channel or head over to lifecoachingwithjazz.com and click the Let's Connect link where you can also learn more about being coached or becoming a certified professional life coach. Till next time, live authentically, on purpose, and fulfilled.